Thank you for downloading or pressing this button to listen to an episode of Civil Service. Amongst many historical figures, the truth about them is never truly revealed, and this is why I'm so honoured and privileged to have some of these great names into my studio. The one that I have today is Boudica, or you may know her as Boudicia. You may know her as an imperial icon, a guardian of national identity, a champion of women. You may have listened to that legendary song with horrible histories. You may know all the words off by heart like myself. You may not care. But you're listening now, so you better start caring. And she's actually coming into the studio pretty soon, so yeah, I'd appreciate that to, for you to care. Okay, so Boudicca, I don't think would have imagined that her story would have lasted for millennia because she was actually just quite a humble woman, just wanting to you know, get the Romans off her back, and you know, you're going to hear more about this, but she's been a figure of nationalism, a symbol for the suffragettes, a supporter of Brexit. She is, you know, the British queens and female politicians have adopted her warrior identity, and she, Elizabeth I compared herself to her as this outspoken warrior. Queen Victoria embraced her as well as a Celtic Victoria. Uh, in the 20th century now, Margaret Thatcher was known as a political battle axe, a Boudicca in pearls, and Theresa May has just been referred to a Brexit Boudicca. So she's a huge name for outlandish, what they like to call women. Anyway, enough of that. She's entering the studio. I repeat, she's entering the studio. Her face fierce, her gaze piercing. She lets her thick, dark blonde hair fall down on her back and wears a large gold necklace. On her breasts are tightening a tunic of various colours. She holds a spear in hand in order to strike everyone with terror. Erotism between men certainly boosts the fighting spirit. with glory. So Boudicca, only male sources have written about you. How does it feel to be here in the studio to tell your story straight from the horse's mouth? Uh, it feels wonderful, to be honest. But, you know, for the first time in fucking ages, someone has decided to give me precedence over the fucking men. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, a, yeah. it's, it's a breath of fresh air, Lord. It's a breath of fresh air. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's exactly why I'm here. So let's just get down to it. Let's crack down. So your husband, Prasitagras, king of Iceni, sadly passed away in 60 AD. What happened then? Well, basically, love, I'll tell you it from the beginning. He left no male heir, but he has left his private wealth two daughters and to the Emperor Nero, nasty one Nero, ooh, trusting thereby to win imperial protection for his family. But of course the Romans annexed his kingdom, humiliated my family and plundered the chief tribesmen. Mm. And you know what? He must have left his empire to Nero and to your daughters to just try create an equilibrium between the Romans and the Iceni tribe. But what did the fucking Romans do? That you, but you gave them a taste of their own medicine, isn't that right, Boudicca? While the uh, provincial governor, Setonus Polonus, was absent, I raised a rebellion throughout East Anglia, I did. We burned down Colchester, St Albans and Londinium and several military posts. Yeah, that, that's Londinium is actually present day London. It's quite a trendy place, I'll have you know. I think the Campbells live there. Or it's yes, I've heard. Campbell dwells. Yeah, 
pretty trendy bloke. Campbell Ty from Scotland. That's the one. I'm sure they were oh, around in your old, uh, in your old age. Look, look, Boudica, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Yes. You burned down cold justice in albums and in all Roman provinces as you as a leader. I can't actually express how impressive that is. It's just incroyable, excuse my French. According to the Roman historian Tacitus, your rebels massacred 70,000 Romans and pro-Roman Britons, of course, traitors, and cut to pieces the Roman Ninth Legion. Three, the sacking of three Roman cities is, you know, extremely impressive. Tacitus says that. Who is this Tacitus fella? He must be from up north. Who is he? I don't know who he is. What are you going on about, love? Believe it or not, Boudicca, he was actually a Roman mm-hmm. writing 50 years after you in 90 AD. You don't say. That's amazing. I didn't know this guy. He sounds like a right old lad. He really does. Oh, yes. That's baloney. No Roman would ever paint me in a positive light worthy of honour. Their ego is too precious. Hold your horses, love. He does also describe your downfall. Let's say, I hate to say his name because you probably absolutely hate him, Paulinus, the Roman general at the time. Oh. He, he did with, with less troops than you. You outnumbered him and you and they still beat you at, at the Battle of Watling Street and regained the province in a desperate battle. Look, love, I don't want to get you upset because I think what you did is seriously impressive. You know, who, who am I to say? I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I love a just war. I'm a just war theory guy, you know? But what I'm here to say is he writes saying that you then took poison and died. I'd love to gain your perspective. What's the truth about your death? The Romans strike again. All right, all right, Boudicca. I can see this is a sensitive topic, which is totally fair enough. You guys just went for it without really improving your armour or anything. The Romans were, you know, they'd had thousands and thousands of years of military experience and you guys didn't really start. I'm not really surprised you uh, you lost. But anyway, I'm going to read out Tacitus' account of your glory and analyse it. Why do you want to analyse it, love? I'm very confused. That's just what historians do. We just, we just analyse things. What a fucking waste of time. What's the point in that? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not, you're not alone there. You know, that's where... That's where greatness lies in analysing history. So, right, first of all, we're going to be reading out Tastus. And Tastus, as you've seen so far, is pretty sympathetic towards you. And I'll tell you what, Boudicca, Tastus says this. He says the following. Prasitagus left his two daughters and the Emperor Nero as heirs to his inheritance. The result of this action was precisely the opposite because the Romans pillaged you. The slaves laid waste to his household. You were whipped. Your daughters were raped. In addition to this maltreatment, the chief men among the Iceni had their ancestral estates confiscated. And this is why you led a revolt against the Romans. Tacitus makes it clear that you were fighting back against the Romans for a very justified way. It was as a result of these actions, Tacitus tells us, that you led a revolt against the Romans. What do you have to say about that? It's meant that a Roman is discussing imperial injustices through the lens of gender, do you not think? Reinstating the charges of abuse and rape. What agenda has this Roman got? I, just, I don't think they're all bad. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a man by his blood. Big dick energy from Tacitus right there. Right, yeah. Tacitus gives you a, glory, a glorious battle speech before you go into battle, originally in Colchester. 
Would you like to do the honours of reading it out? Eh, Latin. Fuck, fuck that. Why would I address my troops in Latin? We are Bretons. Look, as someone who studies Latin, I don't really, I don't, I don't really appreciate that. A moo ma fuki fuki hamamas fucking. You know, it's all bobis bit and bam bassy batter bit. <laughs> bitty bimis, it's all fucking ridiculous if you ask me. I understand that, Boone. And obviously, you didn't do your speech in Latin. This is what historians like to do though they like to write things down in their own language even if you didn't say it in your own language so will you just bloody read it love all right if you want to oh, i'm reading the latin and welsh am i okay that's gonna be fun can't wait for that sorry if i am speaking bloody parcel tongue what is what is this we'll see boudica riding in a chariot with her daughters before her as she appeared before each tribe, was saying that it was customary for the Britons to wage a war under the leadership of women. But then she said she was not avenging her kingdom and her power as a woman, born from noble ancestors, but rather her freedom, her body worn out by whips, and the defiled chastity of her daughters as one of the people. That was the resolve of the woman. So what I'm seeing here is, he's saying, look, this is how you had it. You had your daughters raped, you were whipped, you were humiliated, all your honour was stripped away from you. And he's saying, this is why you revolted. You weren't acting like a haughty foreign queen, which, trust me, Boudicca, many male sources usually do. About Cleopatra, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Have you ever heard of Cleo? No. Well, she, she has been depicted in horrific ways, sexualised to the max. You haven't really been sexualised. Surprises me. Look, look at you, sauce pot. <laughs> oh, Kitty got the claws out. Real thing is, it wasn't about my children's chastity being lost. My daughters don't give a monkey about chastity, like those Roman housewives. This upset them. They hurt them, so they hurt me. I understand. I so I see what's going on here. It wasn't a it wasn't a chastity thing for you in the Iceni tribe. It wasn't a sort of debauched woman. She goes get preggers and she's a slutty whore. It was nothing to do with that, was it? It was just purely anger. You were just angry that men went and did that to your daughters. Because obviously it's a pretty horrific process, isn't it? Sexual assault. Mm. You know, it's, it's mm. a huge hot topic at the moment, Boudicca, sexual assault. You'd be glad to know people are finally... Oh my cripes, here we're talking, what? How many years after? This is 60 AD, now it's 2021, and we're still trying to battle this. That's fun, isn't it? Anyway. It's very depressing statistic. Yeah, I mean, there was no statistic there, but it's almost as if you were a victim of Roman misconduct, which links you to Lucretia, famously raped by Tarquinius Sextus, the catalyst of the anti-monarchy rebellion. So in this way, I can just sort of imagine that he's trying to Romanize you. He's trying to make you a Roman woman because he thinks that the Romans, for the Romans, it was even more horrific. They were aware of the atrocities of stealing women's chastity. Well, this, this was the life of the Roman woman. Take only one husband, they have that a body for that life and that life only so that their desires are locked in, that they love him not like a husband, but like a marriage. Same, you know, you understand me. Drastic forms of sexual and conjugal prohibition, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, you were you were getting on it like a Shakespeare sonnet from a young age. Is that correct, Boudicca? 
Absolutely not. Glory to the clitoris. Do you know what I mean? Free <laughs> the nipple and all that. I mean, I could go on, Sophie, but I'm aware we've got a lot to get through today, so carry on. Yeah, no, thanks for that. I love it. I love it. Sexuality in is a play is opposition to what it was in Rome, but he's still viewing you as if you were a Roman woman, which is not, you know, it's better than Dio. It's better than Dio. He's seeing it from your perspective, but he's not seeing you for who you are as an individual. We must either conquer or die with glory. So this is what Tasta said. He said, the Romans were swept away by their passions to the point that they were leaving neither old age nor virginity. What do you think about that, Boudicca? But that wasn't my speech. She leaves out that I am a woman of royal waste and courage. And I assembled an army about 1,200 men. Right, well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, sweetheart, but there's actually another man who doesn't approve of you whatsoever. Oh, let me guess, another rotten Roman. That's correct. According to Dio Cassius, the reasons for the rebellion were threefold. Uh, Confiscation of money that the Emperor Claudius previously bestowed on prominent Britons. Seneca the Younger's recalling of 40 million sesequers he loaned to the islanders, uh, the entreaties of Boudicca herself. And this is what Dio considers the fundamental cause of the revolt. The Romans are money obsessed, aren't they? Seneca the Younger never lent us 40 million denarii in the first place. The thing that's really striking me is that both these sources are implementing their own particular societal norms onto you. So we have Tastus saying you were concerned about your virginity and that's why you fought back and your chastity. And then you have Diocastus saying you were concerned about money because sex and money for the Romans were extremely valuable. It was your own and- ancestry you were protecting. Mm, yes. Yeah, so why don't you read out what Dio said about you? I've, 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 right, I've sent right. you at Boudicca. Boudica is sexy. Actually. No, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's Boudica at slayqueen.com. Sorry, my, my mistake. My mistake. God's sake. I know it's, it's an easy mistake to make. Okay, <clears throat> here goes nothing. Though through ignorance of what was superior, were tricked by the tempting promises of the Romans. You now, having tried both, have learned how great a mistake you made in preferring an imported tyranny to your ancient way of life. Have we not been robbed entirely of most of our greatest possessions? And do we not pay taxes on the rest? And are cut off by the ocean from all other people to such an extent that we have been believed to inhabit another land and sky. <laughs> he's giving you this battle speech. Dio is making you say this. Yeah, he's, give, he's writing this. He's saying this massive island. Britain, compared to Italy, tiny, tiny. This is the extent to which... The mumbo-jumbo they were fabricating in your mouth, Boudicca. Anyway, thank you. That was beautifully spoken. No worries. I'm sure, I'm sure it is actually difficult to spit out the words that a Roman has made you say. Exactly, Sophie. It does pain me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, you've done well for us, Boudicca. I know you'd only do it for a woman, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You only, you only did it because I went down on you last night, isn't it? Oh, don't forget the finger-banging. Don't forget. It was marvellous. No, oh, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. 
Right, so I'm just going to do a bit of analysing myself. Dio specifically mentions a terrible and savage, savage action that you undertook. So they, he talks about the fact that you hung up the noblest woman naked, you cut off her boobs, you sewed them to her mouth, interesting move, impaled them on skewers. So he's linking this brutality to sacrifices made so he's associating tortures with the Britain religion and Britain society. He's basically condemning your civilization. And this keeps the reader's attention on foreignness, very alert, associating female leadership in battle with barbaric and absolutely savage behavior. And think about the Romans, even though they did conduct savage behavior, they always justified it in the eyes of religion or entertainment or theatre and Dio was just clearly saying you were absolutely nuts he is not offering you any sympathy like Tacitus did I don't want any sympathy as a Roman uses documentation to diminish my own achievements then that's a waste of time I never had the time to learn how to read and write I am not literate so I can't write it down on a piece of paper but hear this listeners of the podcast civil service I am sure the very notion of a woman ruling was absurd to the precious ears of Tacitus and Dio. Keep one out of politics, they say, but you can't stop us, stop us from sacking three Roman cities. You can take the girl out of the politics, but you can't take the politics out of the girl. I'm breathless, breathless. Take my breath away. <laughs> right, so Boudicca just said to me really struck hard because that is exactly the kind of feminist slogan that popular popular media popular culture loves to manifest into this sort of girls only zone <laughs> just girly things with the nail emoji and <laughs> <laughs> and then the monkey going hide and seek they love to mock those teenage girls don't they so mm. you Boudicca are seen as an icon in feminism today. And that is something I want to explore today. Do you, would you identify as a feminist? I'm not going to lie, Sophie, I haven't a Scooby, what you're going on about? What the bloody hell is a feminist? Basically, there are a load of menopausal old hags who haven't had sex in 50 years and basically want to take it out on what they call the patriarchy. Uh, might as well be the pastryarchy because they've eaten so many buns and that's why they're so overweight and that's why no one wants to sleep with them. And they basically think that women and men are equal, which is ridiculous. And they think... That is that, a ridiculous notion. Psych! <laughs> sorry, did I just say that all that loud? No, that's, that's quite an interesting concept, that is. In the Iceni tribe, we all have equal access to military warfare. And from what I've mustered, the Romans exclude women from politics the military, their stupid republic, outdoor spaces, and they have to stay in their home all day. Sounds fucking boring if you ask me. But women procreate, so we don't have to have the same amount of time to train, obviously. Perhaps if the men had nine months to carry the child or share the responsibility, there'd be better equality. And woe forbid if a man gets a period. <laughs> Would you believe, Abudica, we're still dealing with these issues today. In fact, paternity leave, which you've just referred to, still not really implemented much in the modern world, which does cause some serious downfall for the women. Uh, 
Oh, what, whatever, Trevor. The point is, no one thought a woman who had given birth to two daughters and fine daughters at that would have the guts to conduct such savagery as I did. But I was fighting against men, not for the empowerment of women, but because the Romans dishonoured my tribe. Thank you for bringing that point up. You said, not for the empowerment of women, I was fighting against men. So this is a really hot topic at the moment, Boudicca, in 2021. Is basically, people are saying... Can a woman in a male-dominated world be labelled as a feminist simply because she achieved respect against among men, against all odds? And if anything, like you did, she committed savagery against women. Lots of people would say that is a feminist icon because you were fighting against men as a female leader against all odds. What do you have to say to that? First of all, would you be asking me these questions if I was a man? Would you be asking me? No, but it's just because I'm a woman, you're questioning my, my aims in battle. At the end of the day, why do you need to label her as anything? She was probably sick and tired of being patronised and diminished by men. Freedom means that the women are able to live without fear of the persecution on the basis of sex. This will continue as long as women continue to test and redefine the limits of this freedom until such limits cease to exist. Oh, I like that. I like that response, especially the whole, why do you need to label anything? I mean, what are we doing, historians? Excellent point as well. Of course I wouldn't have been asking. I mean, I'm interviewing Marcus Aurelius next week. <laughs> By joke, he was around a lot after you, actually, 100 years after Oh, I love me a modern man, I do. Oh, maybe you could introduce us, Sophie. I'm feeling a bit randy after all the sex chat. So for you, it wasn't so much as that I'm a woman and I'm doing this. It was just, I'm the one doing this. I was the wrong There was no question, Sophie. I didn't have any choice. There was no faffing around about who's girl and who's a boy. I just fucking did it. Do you know what I mean? There are a few rude comments from some insignificant males in my tribe, but they soon got to grips and realised that I'm a boss-ass bitch. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that, really. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you know, when you say it like that, the proof is in the pudding. You know, you know, you, you, you kill 70,000 men and women and children. Lovely, great work there. By I the way. literally slayed Anne-Marie Queen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, I've, also, I've, I've also heard about this one. It's um, something like, Yas Queen. I quite like that one, actually. I think I might get a tattoo of that. I'll get, I'll get one of my friends to do a stick and poke on my boobs. <laughs> A tribal tattoo, would you believe it? This woman has no barriers. <laughs> so dire stress is your monstrous and barbarian features. And he casts you entirely unaccustomed to the necessities of a civilised life in pre-Roman Celtic society. Is that what they all call civilization? <laughs> he places unrealistic geographical statements in your mouth when he says, this continent, this massive island, I mean, to be honest, Sophie, this only magnifies the theme of Roman greediness, highlighting the distance of Britain from the heart of the Roman Empire. It is typical of men to picture female vision society like a primitive Celtic society. Now, he would have literally thought you were a slutty whore, a debauched slutty whore. A sexually communistic society? The hypocrisy. Tastus was correct. They raped my daughters. Yeah, so here they here's Dio criticizing you for having sex with whoever you wanted, and then he has the Romans themselves going to rape you. Everyone dwells in hypocrisy from the Greek doctor Hippocrates, but you know, for God's for goshing's sake, I'm actually I've actually had I've actually had it up to here with male sources and historiography. Honestly, it's it's just it's sometimes it's just too much.
yeah, it's been a real breath of fresh air to have you in the studio to hear your own personal. Oh, account. Sophie, you know you're my favourite contemporary commentator, and it does help that you're a woman. I definitely wouldn't have done it if you had a dick. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's it really. Yeah, well, that I mean, whatever I can do to help, to be honest. I mean, I'm just happy to give you the mic, the space to tell everyone the platform. The platform. You're giving me a platform. Thank you very much, Sophie. I, I've, coming from a girl like you, I very much appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. We haven't actually got to grips with how you died, but I think that, you know what, that doesn't have to come out today. Detached me tales, as my friend Sophie once says. Oh, wait, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you a few last words from me, Sophie, because I've got to go. I've got to go train all the, all the young women. My resolution is fixed. The men, if they please, may survive with infamy and live in bondage. And you know what? You know what? I've actually got a last kind of hot take for you. My good friend in the uh, society of uh, famous women through history, me and Elizabeth, that's Elizabeth the first to you. Uh, we actually met up and she told me about this fantastic thing she said whilst watching the Spanish Armada. She said to me that she said to all her troops, although I look like a frail and feeble woman, I have the heart and stomach of the king. And I just thought that was a lovely thing of her to say, you know, never underestimate a woman in battle. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Baedeker, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm just as passed up you. <laughs> Honestly, you're a triumph. I love you. Thanks for listening to that episode of Civil Service. Next week, I'm interviewing Marcus Aurelius, so stay tuned for that. Erotism between men certainly boosts the fighting spirit. Savage, sassy, and sanctimonious. This is a male statue. Why is he a victim? Why is he in pain? Why is he in agony? Forgery is the most fun an architect can have without smashing up marble. We must either conquer or die with glory.